0: Hello, Hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. Welcome. Becoming a member of God's family initiates a lifelong building program. Like, just as... Buildings are under construction to improve in appearance as they near completion. So, too, should the behavior and attitudes of you and me, believers, (laughs) should improve as we get nearer our eternal reward. And, my friends, if there's a message today, it's that this spiritual growth is fueled by an appreciation of God's grace. And I am glad for that because I need it. I hope you do too. Uh, And welcome to today's slice of our journey through the Bible in a year, reading through every word of God's revelation of himself and considering our own life and work stories in light of that. Hey, my friends, just one little piece of family business. Would you share the podcast with someone uh, and if you do, would you point them to the website for the hope.org and that will guide them to the various places where they can hear the podcast, whether that's Apple or Google or Spotify or iHeart or wherever 43,000 other places you can get it. But uh, if, if you share, thank you. And I uh, really appreciate you um, honoring and, uh, and being a partner in building in that way. So turning to our new Testament segment. We heard yesterday Peter explain that the character of God uh, has a high cost associated with our own redemption, and the high cost of redemption uh, and God's character were incentives for us to produce holiness in in ourselves and in in community and each other. Right? He also demanded, in a sense, that. Holiness show itself in earnest love for others and in a sense of forsaking all malicious attitudes. So becoming a member of God's family, as I kicked off today, uh, is part of what initiates this lifelong building program. So if there's a message for today, it's that spiritual growth is fueled by an appreciation of his grace because of what we need. And today we kick off 2 Peter, or 1 Peter chapter 2, which starts with a therefore. All of this, so now, based on all of that, therefore, and here we go. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, desire the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow up into your salvation if you have tasted that the lord is good as you come to him a living stone rejected by people but chosen and honored by god you yourselves as living stones a spiritual house are being built to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ And then he's going to pause it. He's going to quote some Old Testament scripture to prove his point. I got to pause right here, my friends, because he just used kind of a really wonky sentence, at least the way it translates into English. But this is really powerful. You got to hear this. As you come to him, come to Jesus, who is the living stone. And then he writes this little aside. This living stone was rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God. As you come to him, the living stone, you yourselves as living stones, a spiritual house, meaning you are the spiritual house, he's just assuming that here, are being built to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? You are the priesthood. There is no Levites and Aaronic priests and Levites now. And honestly, this priesthood of all believers is really obvious here in First Peter chapter two, which is why something like the Roman Catholic priests have to be the mediators still to me is I, I just don't even know how they justify that. Well, I do in terms of arguing their theology, but it's wrong. <laughs> I'll just say it. doesn't mean there aren't Roman Catholics that you know who are your friends who love Jesus and probably don't think about it in a theological sense but you are the priesthood and it's you that in the context of your life offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ as your high priest says it right here in scripture continuing for it stands in scripture see I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and honored cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. So honor will come to you who believe, but for the unbelieving, more Old Testament quote here, for the unbelieving, the stone that the builders rejected, this one has become the cornerstone and a stone to stumble over and a rock to trip over. They stumble because they disobey the word. They were destined for this. But you, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day he visits. Submit to every human authority because of the Lord whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves. Honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters, fear God, and honor the emperor. Household slaves, submit to your masters with all reverence, not only to the good and gentle ones, but but also to the cruel. For it brings favor if, because of a consciousness of God, someone endures grief from suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if you if when you do wrong and are beaten you endure it. But when you do what is good and suffer if you endure it this brings favor with God. For you are called to this because Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example that that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that, having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. In the same way, wives submit to your own husbands so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live when they observe your pure, reverent lives. And don't let your beauty consist only of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather, What is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way, submitting to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. You have become her children when you do what is good, and do not fear any intimidation. Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker partner, showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. And finally, all of you, be like-minded and sympathetic, love one another, and be compassionate and humble not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, giving a blessing. Since you were called for this, so that you may inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And let him turn away from evil and do what is good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. All right, my friends, that that gets us up actually all the way through verse 12 of chapter 3. And it just kind of all goes together, so I just kept on going. But notice... Um, A little bit back, Peter suggests three reasons why Christians must discipline their lives, right? First, we're foreigners to this pagan environment and not adjusted to it. Second, if Christians yield to the flesh, they would wage war or wage battle against their best selves. And third, self-discipline and obedience had a wholesome influence on unbelievers. And I think that's a pretty critical message that we I don't know, we could write a whole book about what's the message today. Spiritual growth is fueled by an appreciation of God's grace. All right, turning back to our Old Testament segment, one, again, longish kind of chapter, and um, I'm going to share something from a commentary here, which points out this. If we were looking at kind of the big picture This list of camping places is unexpected at this point in Numbers. And the question is, what is its function? Why is it here? Well, it comes straight after the threat posed by the settlement in Transjordan that we read about yesterday, across the Jordan, the Gadites and Reubenites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, when it seemed that some of these tribes might not have uh, wanted to enter the promised land. Further, this is the only part of the book of Numbers that is explicitly said to be written by Moses. uh, And most of the book is said to have been given to Moses by God, but only this is said to have been recorded by him. It is therefore, or it therefore serves as Moses' testimony of what God has done for Israel during his lifetime. And here's why I'm giving you this lengthy intro on this, because what's the message that we just heard in Peter? Spiritual growth is fueled by an appreciation of what? God's grace and here's Moses going hey what what what's what's the story here Numbers chapter 33 these were the stages of the Israelites journey when they went out of the land of Egypt by their military divisions under the leadership of Moses and Aaron at the Lord's command Moses wrote down the starting points for the stages of their journey These are the stages listed by their starting points. They traveled from Ramses in the first month, on the first day of the 15th, on the first day of the month, and on the day after the Passover, the Israelites went out defiantly in sight of all the Egyptians. Meanwhile, the Egyptians were burying every firstborn male the Lord had struck down among them, for the Lord had just executed judgment against their gods. The Israelites traveled from Ramses and camped at Succoth. Pause. Remember, my friends, the people that are receiving this message here are the ones who may have heard these stories from their parents and grandparents, but their parents and grandparents aren't alive anymore, right? This is, this is Moses going, hey, here is who you are based on what God has done for you. Okay, continuing. They traveled from Succoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness, they traveled from Etham and turned back at Pi-Hairoth, which faces Baal-Zavon, and they camped at Migdal. They traveled from Pi-Hairoth and crossed through the middle of the sea into the wilderness. They took a three-day journey into the wilderness of Etham and camped at Merah. They traveled from Merah and came to Elam. There, there were 12 springs and 70 date palms. So they camped there. They traveled from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. They traveled from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin, they traveled from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dafka. They traveled from Dafka and camped at Elush. from Alush to and camped at Rephidim where there was no water for the people to drink. They traveled from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai, traveled from wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hatava. From there to Hazaroth, from there to Rithma, from there to Ramon Perez, from there to Libna, from there to Rissa, from there to Kehelhalath, Latha got it kahalatha from there to mount shepher from mount Shefer to karana from there to Mah- Makloth. Makloth to tahath to terra to mithka to Hashmona. to Mazaroth. to banajakan to hor Haggadad, hagged to jathba to aberna to esian geber to uh, from traveled from esian geber and camped in the wilderness of zin that is Kadesh, traveled from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the edge of the land of Edom. At the Lord's command, the priest Aaron climbed Mount Hor and died there on the first day of the fifth month in the 40th year after the Israelites went out of the land of Egypt. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. At that time, the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard the Israelites were coming. I'm just going to pause and say this commentary points out that Moses here is pointing out that Aaron died in the wilderness and that would have been a reminder it's because of his sin, which is also going to be true for Moses himself. They traveled from Mount Hor to Zelmanah, to Punan, to Obah, camped, uh, traveled from Oboth and camped at Ai Ibarim on the border of Moab. From there to Dibon Gad to Alman Diblathaim, to the place in the Abarim Range facing Nebo. They traveled from the Abarim Range and camped on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. They camped by the Jordan from Beth Jeshimoth to the Acacia Meadow on the plains of Moab. There we go. Continuing. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Tell the Israelites, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, You must drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their stone images and cast images, and demolish all their high places. Pause. What's he telling them to do? Drive all the sin out of your life. If we were going to put that in contemporary language, right? We're supposed to keep on growing. Keep on growing means it's not perfect the moment we accept the Lord, and we might be going to heaven the moment we accept the Lord we're probably not clean drive out the inhabitants of the land before you destroy all their stone images and cast images and just demolish all their high places continuing you are to take possession of the land and settle in it because i have given you the land to possess you are to receive the land as an inheritance by lot according to your clans inheritance Increase the inheritance for a large clan and decrease it for a small one. Whatever place the lot indicates for someone will be his. You will receive an inheritance according to your ancestral tribes. But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, those uh, that, that you allow to remain will become barbs for your eyes and thorns for your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live. And what I had planned to do to them, I will do to you. My friends, what is, uh, how do we, how do we, what principle do we take away from there? If you don't drive out all the sin in your life with my help, I've already given it to you. That sin that you allow to remain will become barbs for your eyes and thorns for your sides. Mm -hmm. That is Numbers chapter 33 with a little bit of commentary. We're going to close her up with some more of Proverbs chapter 19 picking up in verse 22 which i think even begins with uh, something consistent with today's theme spiritual growth is fueled by an appreciation of god's grace here we go what is desirable in a person is his fidelity better to be a poor person than a liar the fear of the lord leads to life one will sleep at night without danger The slacker buries his hand in the bowl. He doesn't even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a mocker and the inexperienced learn a lesson. Rebuke the discerning and he gains knowledge. And that gets us up through verse 25. Let me just pray. Lord God, uh, Lord, we want that spiritual growth. We want to experience your presence and your, your grace and your peace. Lord, give us a full-orbed appreciation of your grace. Lord, help, help us to not just know it in our heads, but to us to experience it at the depths of, of our very being, where only the Holy Spirit, Lord, can, can respond with, in a way that sometimes is deeper than our own words. Lord, help us to hunger and thirst for righteousness, And to experience what that comes, uh, what comes with your grace. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.